A fantastic magical adventure waits for William inside the castle in the attic. This week on the podcast, Elizabeth Winthrop's The Castle in the Attic. Hi, and welcome to Growing Up Bookish. It's a book podcast where we read old books to see if they're still good or if they suck. I'm one of your hosts, Emma. I'm your other host, Allison. And this week on the podcast, we're talking about this one of my picks called The Castle in the Attic. I believe I bought the book at a book fair because I have a small, I have a hardback cover of it and it's kind of like a cloth, kind of like the cloth Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, I loved book fairs. Oh, they were great. They were so exciting. They were. I just, I always had to buy something. I I, I didn't care if it were like a pencil, a ruler, a bookmark, just something. Book (sighs) fairs. I know. (laughs) Just such fond memories of the book fair. Do they still do them? I don't know. Um, God, that would be sad if they don't. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't. What I remember about this book is that I loved it more than Indian in the Cupboard because it does have an Indian in the Cupboard feel. It does. That, when I read the description, I was like, this sounds like a medieval Indian with the Indian in the Cupboard. Exactly. And I couldn't understand why so many people talked about Indian in the Cupboard and nobody was talking about this book because to me it was superior. Yeah, I remember seeing the book, but I never read it. Uh, I remember the cover that you had. Talk about your cover for a second. So my cover is, let's see, we've got this blonde, light blonde-headed boy um, in the attic with the castle, and he's talking to a knight that's kind of standing up on one of the towers. And then on one side of it, you see trees and a river, so it's kind of like half the castle is in a fantastical land and the other half of it is in the attic. I'm comparing yours and mine. I don't know how that moat works in real life, (laughs) to be honest, because it's, like, not deep enough to contain the water. It would get everywhere. I like how they include his little teddy bear in there, though. Yeah, they did. Uh, My cover is similar, but not as detailed, I guess. It basically shows... It shows William with the castle... But there's, like, no items in the attic like yours where it's got, you know... Like a trunk or a yeah, lamp Yeah, no in trunk, the no lamps, no nothing. It's just a bare attic. And at the entrance of the castle, it shows the other world. Oh, cool. Yeah! Which is kind of different from yours because... Yeah. I you actually know. like that cover. Yeah, they're both really good covers. Yeah. And the, one, the cover that I had growing up was illustrated. It wasn't something that looked... But I feel like both of these look, I mean, they're paintings or Yeah, they're whatnot, definitely, but, they're not photographs. But they look realistic. The yeah. one that I had was very illustrative and stylized. Hmm. I'll see if I can dig it up for the uh, blog post. It's, it's somewhere in my house. It has to be. I don't know where it is. But yeah, if you could find it online, that'd be cool. I'll work on it. All right. So just a few, I'm not going to be too detailed about this, but just a few facts about Elizabeth Winthrop. Um, writing runs in her family. Her father was a political journalist. Um, He was publishing, I think, three articles a week. Mm. But she has a short little TED Talk that I found where she talks about her kind of process with writing. And she seems like a creative person, but like a structured creative person. Sounds like me. So her stories are, she takes real pain in her life and then writes a story about it. Oh, I wonder what or real. pain from this story I she think she had. had a housekeeper that left her, that had Aww. to leave her family, so to deal with that. What other and books did she write? She wrote a book. I mean, they're more 
This is her only fantastical book. She didn't really delve into I, fantasy. Did this book have an author's note? Yeah. I was going to say, didn't I read that, that she said that this was her only yeah, she wrote, fantasy book? I think yeah. she wrote a story. She loves to do research, That's and it's apparent in this book. She's very detailed and yeah. spends a lot of time researching things. So one of her books she wrote about um, some girl that she found in a picture when she was uh, researching textile things in a museum or something. So she was determined to figure out who this little girl was because it had to do with like child labor laws. And she wrote a book about that. And then oh, she wrote that a book about terrible. Don't make me read that book. her mother and like family <laughs> issues. And <laughs> so this is, this one was right up my alley. I'm like, I'll go with the yeah. fantasy one. <laughs> well, she did good for her first and only time. I think she did amazing. Yeah. I think she did. All right. So let's just jump into let's it. Let's do it. Uh, I'm just going to preface this with, um, William is the main character, mm-hmm. and he is in gymnastics. Yes. And they're, like I said, she loves researching uh, when she's writing, so there's a lot of detail about the the names of the gymnastics moves. The tricks, how yeah. it feels in his body yeah. when he gets I, the, it right. I and, thought the detail about like how it felt when he did them was really cool because it did feel real yeah it almost did. like i was like it was she a gymnast right you know like she knew how it felt yeah. maybe no, she, she was just, she talked to people oh. no she talked to two different coaches i think and a couple of gymnasts that's really talk. cool but so i'm not he goes to like gymnastics practice almost every single day so mm-hmm. i'm not going to talk about the fact that he's he, that he goes every day <laughs> every yeah. day so uh just yeah just to cut back on time so chapter one we're pretty much thrown right into some drama uh, yes. We learn that William is the main character and that his nanny, Mrs. Phillips, is going back home to England. So she's been taking care of William since... Uh, since he was born. Yeah, so for mm-hmm. 10 years. Um, but now she misses her brother and William is old enough to take care of himself. William is not happy. <laughs> he is not. After much yelling, he's decided that he's going to keep her there. So he steals a picture of her husband, yeah. like her two most valuable items, a picture of her husband and her mother's brooch. And hides them. And hides like them. Like that's going to make her stay. Well, Come he's on. 10. Well, okay, he's 10. <laughs> he's 10. But he's being kind of a brat about it. But I guess as a 10-year-old, you know, I get it. Yeah. I you think, how, well, this will keep her. Uh, but it doesn't. He talks to his mom and eventually returns the items. And she forgives him because she's... She's a really nice lady. She is an amazing person. How old is she? It doesn't ever say. They talk about her hair being white. Yes. But then there are things later that make it seem like she's not that old. Maybe she prematurely turned gray. I mean, Maybe she's like... I'm gray. So <laughs> I hear you, Miss Phillips. Uh, late, maybe like 60s? Early 60s? Late Shoot, 60s? I don't know. I don't know. She don't sounds know. like she's in good shape. She sounds young. Yeah. Whatever. But she's got white hair. Who knows? So, yeah, so she forgives him uh, and understands why he did it. And then she also mentions that she's going to have a surprise for him after school the following week. So then we kind of, like, go through yeah, a bunch of things. Yeah, he's got to wait or yeah. whatever for his for his surprise. So chapter two, um, the castle's there. Miss Philip leads him up to the attic. And apparently it's been passed down through her family. Yep. It started with her great-grandfather. Uh, maybe beyond that, but they don't really have proof of it. Um, and she also gives William a box that has a silver knight in it. It's a lead figure. Oh, yeah. It's a lead figure of a knight. And she says it's called the silver Her knight. knight. And yep. it's tradition not to open the box. How did they know what it was called? I don't know. That's what I want to know. It, like, it doesn't say anywhere silver no. knight on there. Somehow they knew. Yeah. I don't know how. That's true. 
Was it painted silver? No. No. It was lead. It's lead. But it's called the Silver Knight. Yeah, she says his name is the, the Silver, Silver Knight. Knight. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how they knew. But apparently you're supposed to meet the knight on your own. And I don't know how you do that without getting, like opening the box. Well, I guess you, you put, the box. put it in the box and then give it to him and then you leave. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. That was the only problem I had with it. Like, why would you say that you have to meet him on your own if like, but you also tell him like you can't open the box that he's in. Anyway. Well, she can't, he can't open the box until he's alone. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's she what means. That's what it is. Okay. Yes. So she, she can't be there because he has to meet, meet him, him by himself. Herself. Okay. Right. That's okay. Got but it. there's apparently also a legend that goes along with it, mm-hmm. which I don't know how they know this legend either. I guess legends legends just get passed and we don't know how. But it says the legend has it that the Silver Knight was kicked out of his own kingdom and one day he'll come back to life to reclaim it. Oh. I don't know where this legend came from or who told her. Great, 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 great grandfather somewhere. Yeah. Somehow yeah. someone knew about this mm-hmm. and now that legend has been passed on. And let's see. William's, let's see, William's attitude kind of fluctuates through this whole thing. Yep. He's impatient, a little rude, and then he's grateful and sensitive. I wrote, uh, after having a nice chat about the castle, William gets salty again about Miss Phillips (laughs) leaving and promises to find a way to make her stay. Yeah. And that's kind of how the chapter ends. That's how it ends. He's like, I'm going to make you stay. Like, sorry, dude. I mean. This world, everybody, like, has lives. It's not about you. Nope. He's 10. <laughs> He's 10. So chapter three, um, we're given a little bit of backstory about William's parents. His mom is a pre- pediatrician, and she likes to have evening hours to help out working parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Once again, we have a book where the parents <laughs> are absent. Parent. <laughs> she's also on the school committee, which takes up more time. Uh, I can't, I don't, I can't remember what his dad does. Did they say? I know they did. They did I say, remember. I don't remember what he does. So like a lawyer just, or something? His that... dad tries, at least. Yes, he does. He tries really hard. He just doesn't follow through most of the time. Yeah. And and now that, you know, they know that Mrs. Phillips is going away, his dad is going to try to be there more often. Yeah. And he does. He does attempt to. Yeah. So at least he's not he's the trying. crappiest parent ever. Yeah. You know. He's not like Dave. No. Oh, God. Dave. <laughs> it's going to haunt my nightmares forever. <laughs> That's in the Wait Till Helen Comes (laughs) episode, if you don't know what we're talking about. If you want to hear about really bad parents, go listen to Wait Till Helen Comes. Yeah, for real. Both parents come home, and when they've gone to bed, William sneaks up to the attic to look at the castle and the silver knight. And when he picks up the knight... It comes to life! He comes to life! And it says he's as tall as his index finger, Mm -hmm. which is pretty small still. It is small. But I had to... A lot of times in the book, I had to keep holding my finger up, because when he'd like give him items i'm like is that the right I agree. size i agree i was like wait like some a, of them don't seem to match no, up they don't because i think he says he gives him like a toothpaste cap to drink water out of and uh-huh. i'm like that's, that's still, gonna be huge that's huge that would be like uh, I, i'm sorry i'm making gestures <laughs> that would be like me holding a cup this big <laughs> it would be big yeah but uh, anyway whatever so yeah the silver knight comes to life they have a chat with introductions yes the knight his name is Sir Simon. Sir Simon. The and Silver he, Knight. He mentions the name Alistair. Yes. But but William doesn't really ask about it, right? Or does no. he ask and he just brushes over I it? I think 
honestly, in my notes, I didn't put it there. Oh, well, he, I think but he wakes says, up. He just mentions it. So yeah. it's kind of maybe like he's kind of in this daze. I think he wakes up and he's like, where's Alistair? Right. I think that's what he says. Yeah, we don't get any. No. And in my notes, it says, sounds like an evil name to me. A step above Medwin. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you felt about this name. and Because th- there's a lot of similarities. There are a lot of similarities. To Medwin and Alistair. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I know. we got to talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, the Silver Knight also asked William if he's seen the magic token or whatever he calls it. The yeah, ma- token. Magic token. Yeah. So, but they do find it. It they was in, apparently in the box with it or on his person. Right. I don't know. But they find it, and it's got a man's head printed on it. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing about this book, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, at the beginning of this book, it has a map. Oh, the map of the castle. castle. And I'm like, another reason why I probably loved this book. And they do, when uh, Miss Phillips gives him the castle, she goes into detail about all the the rooms that are in there. Mm-hmm. And so you can keep like looking at the map to see where things are located. It's really kind of cool. Along. And then at the beginning of every chapter, it has a picture of, of the, the token. token. Yep. So it's a stern-looking guy's face, and it's got like clubs. Yeah, I think it's clubs. clubs like battle, battle-y. It's supposed to look battle-ish. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Well, Sir Simon doesn't explain what he means just yet. He says he's tired, and that he'll tell William the whole story later. Mm-hmm. That's when the chapter ends. That's right. So chapter four, after ly- after some lying to mom and dad and lying to a friend at school, William is back at home and yep. checking on the knight. Yep. And this is when Sir Simon the knight tells his backstory. Yep. It's, it's a good backstory. It is so good. Long story short, Sir Simon's father gets sick. He's the king. He gets sick. And none of the doctors can cure him. They don't know what's wrong. So Alistair, this guy, comes to the kingdom to cure him. And it works. And there was much rejoicing. But over time, Sir Simon notices that his father is just being, like, lethargic. Yep. And not really responsive. Right. And then he realizes that Alistair has been slowly poisoning him. I don't know how he knows that. I don't either. They don't really explain it. I don't either. Um, his father, so Sir Simon's father quits trusting everyone and only wants Including to keep Including com- Sir Simon. Yes. And only wants to keep company with Alistair. Mm-hmm. And before he passed away, he bequeathed everything to Alistair. Yep. And the kingdom some, and everything. And somewhere in there is a is like a nurse named Calendar. Calendar is uh, Sir Simon's nurse. Right. Much like Miss Phillips is William. Williams. Yeah. Simon. So basically, Alistair goes to Simon and is like, look. He shows him the decree, like, the kingdom's mine now. Your father signed it over. Simon rips it to shreds and attacks the wizard, along with Calendar, who also attacks him. Right. Then... Alistair turns Simon into lead with his medallion, which you didn't mention, but earlier in the story... He's shown three tokens. Right. Alistair, Alistair has three tokens around his neck. He has one with... One that we've been introduced to, the... The angry face. The angry face. Yep. One that has a nice face. Right. And they both have hinges, so they lock together. Yep. And then there's a lead one. So Alistair uses his medallion to turn Simon into lead. Mm-hmm. But as it's happening, Simon manages to snatch part of the token right. in the process, yes. which is the part that we have now, which is the angry face. Yes. But we don't know what it does yet. No. As he's turning to lead, Alistair flips the disc, points it at Simon, and everything goes black. The blank side sends him to our world? Yeah, I think so. I'm guessing? Yeah. 
So he turns into lead, he flips it, and then he sends him somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if Alistair knows what where he's sending him. No, I don't think and he does. And how did he discover that it does that? I don't know. I don't know. I have so many questions. We don't have we don't have much about Alistair's backstory. Not really. And I'm that's that's your fan fiction. There you go. Because basically they just talk about how he came to the castle and he was like just kind of like bedraggled and like mm -hmm. the king took pity on him. He didn't even come with the intention of healing the king. Right. He was hired or just allowed to stay there, not even hired. But um, they made use of him because they found out he could make potions and stuff. And so they made use of him, I guess, in the castle. And then it wasn't until Simon was, like, desperate to, to heal his father that he finally asked Alistair for help because he didn't trust Alistair from day one. Yeah. He was pretty much just like, nah, I don't like this guy. But dad took pity on him and brought him in. So I guess he lives here now. <laughs> and, and then he's, like, desperate enough to be like, hey, can you help my dad? And that's... And Alistair's like, oh, yes, I'll have I've just him. been waiting for this. <laughs> and I'm wondering if he was just waiting. Absolutely. I think so. Back in, the, back in the attic, William and Simon are talking about this. And Simon knows that the part of the disc that he has is the part that makes things small. Mm -hmm. They don't know the word to use to make it they function. They don't. And I think they, like, try... Try it on like an inanimate object and, and it, it doesn't nothing work. happens. And so they're like, oh, maybe it only works on living things. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, William promises to bring him like a bug or something the next day. Chapter five. So let's see. Nothing really happens in this chapter. I wrote two things. <laughs> what did you write? The next day, William's friend Jason insists on coming over to see the castle, but man William manages to get away from him pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes outside to catch a bug. That's right. <laughs> That's all that happens. Yeah. I mean, there's conversations in there, but they're really not that important. It's There's some conversations between him and Miss Phillips. Mm -hmm. More like, why are you leaving me, Miss Phillips? And more just like showing that Miss Phillips is a great person. Yeah. That's that's pretty much No, it. that's true. That's pretty much all that happens. Chapter six, William waits till everyone has gone to bed to go visit Sir Simon. And he brings the bugs with him. So they're going to try to see if they right. can shrink the bugs. This time, I guess, uh, Sir Simon has had time to think about the words he wants to use because he uses the word Janice on the bug and it works. Mm -hmm. Janice is the face of the guy on the on the thing. So, yeah, why wouldn't it? Very logical. <laughs> you would think. And they talk about, like, Janice is, like, like, what, the god of something or other? Oh, God, I don't know. Janice, okay, Janice guards the gates of heaven and looks both ways in time. I'm looking up Wikipedia. Okay. Janice is the Roman god of beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, and doorways. He uses the word Janice on the bug. It works. He's now got a tiny bug. He eats it. Yeah, he does. He does. It grosses <laughs> out William. It would probably gross me out too, but whatever. So then he tells William that he, Sir Simon, needs to train to take back his kingdom. That's right. And he shows William a little prophecy thing. A riddle. Something. Yeah, it, I mean, a it's rhyme, a riddle a prophecy, or a prophecy. I don't know. That's a, that's written above the doorway on the castle. This is what it says. The lady doth ply her needle, and the lord his sword doth test. When the squire shall cross the drawbridge, and the time will be right for a quest. Cool. What does it mean? Well, I mean, clearly William's the squire. Duh. You think? Yes, that's so obvious. But who is the lady? <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, let's see. As they're talking, William's father comes upstairs. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Sir Simon has to hide with a quickness. Mm -hmm. He looks around the castle. Uh, William shows it to him. The dad determines that it needs a, a moat. 
and that he's going to build one for it. Yeah, and William doesn't really believe him because no, his dad, dad doesn't follow through. All kinds of things. Yeah, this entire like moat storyline, I don't understand the point of it because it never goes anywhere. <sighs> I'm trying to think what is the point of it. I don't know. Other Maybe than, to just show his parents aren't 100 percent absent. Right, that cool, his father's trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter seven. William comes upstairs and sees Simon killing rats in the attic. <laughs> Apparently, Simon's just been like using the disc all over the rats and eating <laughs> rat meat, which cool. I guess, I guess he doesn't like the food William brings. Well, Will- William's been bringing him like Bacon potato toast. chips and like uh, granola, <laughs> and and he says like I think Simon makes a comment about like this is the kind of food rats would eat. <laughs> So, you know, he didn't like the kind of food that William was giving him in the toothpaste caps full of water. (laughs) Miss Phillips goes with William to gymnastics practice. When she's there, he is now able to do his difficult floor routine correctly for the first time. She gives him hope and motivation. Confidence. Confidence and and everything he lacks. Yeah. And I, I think he's very much aware of it. And it concerns him that she will be leaving. Like, if yeah. she leaves, then he's not going to be able, he's not going to be good at gymnastics anymore. He's not going to be able to do his routine. Um, let's see. After dinner, let's see. They're playing chess, mm-hmm. and he holds a pawn, and thinks about how he wishes he could hold on to her mm-hmm. forever. And that's when the plan hatches. My note here is no, William, no, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it, William. So William talks to Sir Simon about shrinking Mrs. Phillips. The worst idea ever. What could go wrong? She'll totally be okay with that, right? She'll stay with me forever. She'll be like, okay, I'm small now. Because he knows that he can't bring it back up. Like, he knows he can't make her big again. Yeah, that's true. Why in the... What? Who? He's 10. No, I'm sorry. You don't think so? I don't buy it, William. (laughs) Okay. Even a 10-year-old knows some, making someone a tiny figure is a terrible idea. idea. I don't... I, it's I essentially th- like kidnapping he wasn't, a person. Well, yeah. I don't think he's thinking into the future oh, at all. God. All he's thinking about is, how do I keep Mrs. Phillips with me? Well, so he hatches the plan, but coincidentally, Sir Simon also asks William for, quote-unquote, lady companionship. <laughs> And I'm like, ew, Sir Simon. I don't think he means it that way, yes, does he? he does. He's a knight. He's chivalrous. He wouldn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you know how knights really were, Emma. Yeah. Anyway, so, but he also is a choosy beggar and insists that she must not be a barmaid or a servant girl. <laughs> and my note is, please. Is what? Please. Please, Sir Simon, please. <laughs> <sighs> so, of course, once, once I mean, William yeah. hears this, he's like, well, cool, because I've got the perfect girl in mind who <laughs> might be 60 years old. I don't know. But she's beautiful. But we don't know how old the Silver Knight is, but I'm assuming That's he's true. not 60. I, in my mind, he's you know, like 30s. Yeah. yeah. And so how old is Miss Phillips? I don't know, but I'm like, maybe he's... I don't know how things were in medieval times. Maybe it's totally okay for a 60-year-old woman to... (laughs) Maybe when they say white hair, they just mean, like, very blonde. No, she's an old lady. She's an old lady. I think she's (laughs) an old lady. Then this pairing makes no sense. (laughs) It's okay. Because never once does Sir Simon say, why'd you bring me this old lady? (laughs) I didn't want an old hag, man. (laughs) I said young. (laughs) Fair maiden. Fair maiden, exactly. (laughs) 
So they've decided at this point, both of them have decided they're going to turn Miss Phillips small. Mm-hmm. She does not know what you are going to do. William hesitated. No, not exactly. But I'm sure she'll be happy once she's here. The night was frowning. Under your protection. As Alistair once told me, there is a price to be paid when you meddle with a person's allotted time. The knight said. She will be leaving your world to come into this one. If she should do that willingly, she may re-enter her own world at ex- the exact moment that she left. But unwillingly... He shook his head. She loses time in her own world. Perhaps you could warn her first. The knight suggested hopefully. So I don't, this, this is the part that's a little. Doesn't make any sense really? Doesn't make any sense. Like why would that be the case? I don't know. First of all, why? But also later, remember this because we're going to talk about it again later and how it really makes no sense. Okay. Yes. This is the only part of the story that I'm like, wait a minute, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Winthrop. Wait a minute, girl. Why you need to work on yeah, this. this needs to be a little bit more sound. Yes. I do like that Sir Simon is being considerate and like, he's you need to tell her. But he's like, a you knight. you can't just. Yeah, yeah he's got to yeah. be. The end of this chapter. Oh, yeah. As Miss nah. Phillips is leaving to go to the bus stop. Zap. Zap. <laughs> he uses the token and voila. She's small. She is small. And in case you didn't catch it, William did not tell her. No. Did not tell her what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if she loses time in her world. No. <laughs> He's just being selfish right so now. So he knew that she really wouldn't want it. Right. That's why. Because Ugh. she would say no. William. She would say no. Uh, but let's see. So she's small. William Ugh. picks her up just in time as a neighbor's cat is about to pounce on her. Takes them both up to the castle. And that's the end of the chapter. And as you expect in chapter eight, Mrs. Philip is not happy with William. She refuses nope. to talk to him. Yep. Uh, until he restores her to his normal si- to her normal size, which he cannot do. Yeah. Um, and and mean- William's just a, a, an idiot because he's like, but Sir Simon, have you told her that there's no way to do it? And he's like, uh, you yeah. need to tell her? Because yeah, he didn't you tell Simon that he didn't yeah. tell her. That was another thing. And so he's like, uh, it's clear, dude, that you didn't tell her anything. Yeah, he made so- Simon believe that he was going to yes. talk to her about it. And he didn't. Nope. Ugh, William. <laughs> But Sir Simon gives a tour of the castle. Yep. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, we see William and his dad kind of having a bonding moment, talking over dinner about how they're going to, you know, spend more time together and, and make recipes. and That's nice. But once again, nothing really to do with the story. Yeah. But William goes to bed that night thinking, surely Miss Phillips will talk to me tomorrow. Chapter 9, guess what? She doesn't. She doesn't. Nope. It's been days and she still isn't talking to you. <laughs> yep. Do not test the resolve of an old woman. No. A maybe old woman? Maybe, maybe young woman? I don't know. Um, unsurprisingly, Miss Phillips is not adjusting well. Mm-mm. She tells Simon to tell William that she's not going to come out of her room until William himself comes to get her. Which means? She wants him to make himself small. That's right. Yep. To, quote, unquote, see how it feels. feels. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, that's kind of a... It's kind of... She's, she's Crappy smart. thing to... No. I mean, I, I, I do not blame it, her. So. I know, but, like, she doesn't know that, though. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't know that they... I mean, I don't I don't think Sir Simon has explained to her. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I know you're knows. probably hysterical right now, but I'm going to make this worse by telling you... It's actually... Can't. Yeah, it's actually almost... They may have actually said that he didn't want to tell her because she was already in shock. Upset, yeah. 
Yeah, because I think when William says, like, does she not know that we can't turn her back? He's like, yeah, I didn't want to tell her that. <laughs> anyway, it's William's mess, and he should be the one to tell her. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. The oh, One thing that I found interesting in here, uh, William asks his friend Jason some advice about this, which is... I don't remember this part. <laughs> it was kind of hard to hard to grasp what he was saying so would you help a friend but in doing so you had to change yourself and the analogy that he gives is like if jason and william were fighting this bully and jason's glasses got knocked off so his vision was impaired would he still try to fight the bully which is kind of a little bit different because you're not choosing you're not choosing to be altered and william has to choose to be altered in order to help his friend yeah which i'm like oh my god that's such a profound thing at the age of 10 to to think about it is in some ways william's very mature but in other ways not he's at not all. he's not no. not at all uh so i i feel like it kind of just boils down to you know sacrificing yourself for love doing something like not selfish and william so far has been very selfish. he has so. and he doesn't really want to do it but Mm-mm. simon reminds him of the riddle or the prophecy oh yeah that's right and he's like uh we have the lady we have the knight we need the, the squire, squire. So William decides he's going to do it. But dad makes the moat first because that's important. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, forgot. <laughs> I don't know why. That I don't know either. Other I than mean, like uh, Sir Simon had to hide because William didn't know that he was going up there. Didn't yeah. expect it. I guess. Did they need the moat before? No, William they didn't need use it? it ever. They never needed it. The moat is only if someone attacks the castle. Nobody yeah, does. So I don't, it do- I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of the moat is. I feel like it was just... The fear of dad coming up and then being like, oh, God, I better hide. That kind of thing. But who knows? Let's see. Uh, William packs his yeah. backpack. Hang on. I wrote that he <laughs> that he packed a bunch of weird stuff. Here's the stuff he brought. One recorder. Mm-hmm. One bear. One box of candles. One toothbrush. One jar of Marmite as a peace offering to Miss Phillips. One ba- box of tea bags. Four loaves of bread, two bottles of water, one pair of hiking boots, one large box of matches, one pair of binoculars, and a change of clothing. Only one change of clothing, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, the recorder? I don't know. I mean, I know, but at this point, you're like, why would you put that in there? No, at this point, there is no reason for him to bring it. And I mean... It's not mentioned before this point that yeah. he has any kind of musical inclination no. at all. It's That's all what, just, it just gymnastics. Yes. So, so just like a recorder. <laughs> Why? Why? Because every ten-year-old has a recorder. Is I didn't he, have one. Is he not only the squire but also the bard? Maybe. So that he's going to be like he'll brave, toot a little brave tune. Simon. <laughs> he'll toot a little tune on Chickening their journey. Chickening out and running away. <laughs> brave, brave Sir Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's his plan. Who yeah. knows? Uh, so the next day after school, Sir Simon transformed him. So chapter 10, William goes to see Mrs. Phillips because now he is the same size as she. Yep. I don't know if she's happy to see him per se. But, um, well, she isn't she immediately isn't yelling at him. At him. Yeah. No, they give, she gives him a hug. That's true. So <sighs> she's just so. She is just so wonderful. Saintly. Saintly. And William knows he's made a mistake and mm-hmm. knows that he must try to fix it. And after all, let's see, they have some bonding time. Oh, and then it's time for William to start training. Yep, because he's got to be a squire. That's right. And as uh, Simon says, according to the riddle, you must cross the drawbridge as a squire, so now i got to train you as a squire. The words my father said over me when I became a knight. Rules of conduct we must respect, be we knight, squire, or page. 
Tell me what they are, William said. Be compassionate to the needy. Neither squander wealth nor hoard it. Never lose your sense of shame. If questions are asked of you, answer them frankly. But do not ask too many questions yourself. Be manly and of good cheer. Never kill a foe who is begging for mercy. You have forgotten one, Sir Simon, said Mrs. Phillips, who was standing on the side, watching the two of them. And what is that, my lady? Be ever loyal in love. He smiled at her. Oh, yes, but in that one quality, William is not lacking. Is he? Uh, <laughs> loyal in love. Uh, you shrunk. I guess he loves her so, so much, much that he must possess no her. No one can have you but me. <laughs> so it's that kind of love, is it? Oh, no, William. You're too mm. young for that. Yeah, seriously. So William trains with both Sir Simon and Mrs. Phillips. Yep. Practices his gymnastics moves. That's right. But Miss Phillip teaches him an alternate version of his famous gymnastics move. Yes. Where he does some kind of somersault at the end instead of something else. It was, yeah, it was a lot. She explains that it's because doing it that way can help him get to his feet faster. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so we know he's going to use that later. Otherwise, all that training has been for nothing. For nothing. All this gymnastics for for nothing. Um, Let's see. I felt like she gave him some really good advice. There are rules in the world of magic, just as there are in our world. Everything has its place. Directions must be followed. Each person is given the right weapon. My weapon is the needle and thread. Will I be all right? He asked. You are always asking me that question, William. Now I shall ask you, will you be all right? (laughs) Will you be all right? So he just, he depends on her so much. Mm Mm-hmm. He does. That he can't. She does her best to try to make him a... Push him. Yeah. Like, come on. Make him self-sufficient. You always ask me, what? like, yes, will you? Ask yourself that. Will yeah. you be all right? It's a nice lesson. It is. And at the end of the chapter, Sir Simon and William set off. Yep. They decide they're ready. They raise the drawbridge. It is important to mention that they leave the token of Janice with Miss Phillips. They don't yes, take it with them. They don't. I guess that's a good idea. Yeah. So it doesn't fall into the hands of Alistair. At first, yeah, at first I was like, wait, wouldn't you want the power to like make him small or whatever? Like I, I thought that they would use that. Yeah. And they could have. I don't, that would make him a lot easier to defeat. Would, I don't know. If he were small? Say, well, yeah, I mean it then would, but I'm like, gosh, I'd, <laughs> I don't know. I would be too worried about it falling into his hands. Yeah. And well, whatever. They, maybe they are too. They don't say that that's the reason, but they leave it. All right, so... Chapter 11. Yes. So apparently the world outside of the castle has now become real. Yep. They're no longer in the attic. And they've been transported to Sir Simon's kingdom. Which doesn't have a name, does it? No. Yeah, they they've never mentioned a name. I forgot about that. No name. And he kind of kind of briefly mentions his horse, Moonlight. Yep. He tells... That's why he's called the Silver Knight, because his stallion, Moonlight, is silver. Oh. How pretty. It is pretty. So then they enter the forest. Oh, yes. And which of is course, apparently a magic forest. It's enchanted or cursed yep. by Alistair. And I want to make a note, too. Uh, every time that I read the word Alistair, I I think of IT crowd. Alistair. Oh! I'm not a window creator! I'm not a window creator! I'm not a window creator! So it was, it was kind of hard for me to oh think of God. this as a menacing wizard when every time I read his his name, I was going, Alistair! No, I'm not a window cleaner. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. I, was, I had forgotten his name was Alistair. <laughs> anyway. Good all right, times. I, I love that show. 
So apparently this magic forest can uh, drive people mad with illusions and sounds and just things that aren't real. And so Simon's like, close your eyes, William. Follow the path. Follow the path. Don't get off the path. Tune it all out. Mm -hmm. William does get tempted several times by visions, but Simon keeps him on course. Mm -hmm. But then suddenly Simon just goes. (laughs) One one vision of moonlight. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Off he goes. It's moonlight. I mean, it's just so random. Just all of a sudden, he's like, he's like, moonlight. And he just goes running. (laughs) And William's like, uh. Uh, Dude. (laughs) But he can't leave the path. No, he can't. So we can't run after him. Mm -hmm. So he's calling after him and calling after him until he, like, falls asleep. Because he's just, like, stands there, I guess, for a long time being like, Simon, are you coming back? No. Buddy? (laughs) No. Hello? (laughs) He's not coming back. So he apparently yells until his voice is hoarse and he falls asleep. He wakes up, continues down the forest path. Eventually, he starts playing his recorder to cancel out all the sounds. Yeah. So good that he good brought thing this that he brought it. recorder. And good thing that he thought, hey, I have a recorder. I want to listen to my own music rather than these screeching, howling banshees. Yeah. I'll just... <laughs> How convenient <laughs> that you brought a recorder. It works. It, it works. It does work. So eventually he gets out of the forest and he's in a large field. That's right. And he meets a young boy mm-hmm. and asks for some information. There's troubles going on in the kingdom now that Alistair has made himself lord. Yep. The crops have not grown well. The animals have gotten sick and died. It's very much like the Hidden Kingdom in, in the uh, Magic, Magic Christmas. Christmas. Absolutely. Although this was written first, so maybe a maybe ghost writer <laughs> took some notes. Ghost writer took some notes. Yeah, I guess that's all the notes. Because I find that the, the whole kingdom, the whole like evil wizard, and just Alistair himself are just so similar to it's Medwin. It's very similar. It's very similar. Which ghostwriter stole the ideas <laughs> of this book? We'll never know your well, name. Well, they have excellent taste yeah. because yeah. this is great. They did. William asked the boy for directions to the wizard's, wizard's castle. He tells him to be on the lookout for a knight. Yes. And the boy seems excited because he knows who the Silver Knight is. And he's like, oh, my God, the Silver Knight's returned. And he reveals that his grandmother was the Silver Knight's nurse, Calendar. Calendar, yeah. So they're related. Um, William asks the boy to stay where he is and alert Sir Simon the second he comes out of the forest. Yes, to head to the castle. That he's going to the castle. And that's the end of that chapter. So chapter 12. I also really like this chapter. Along the way, William encounters a very old bent man. Yep. Who asks for an apple on the top, the tip top of a tree, and the bread won't bread won't do because nope. William has bread. He's yeah. like, here, I've got plenty of food. He's like, no, no I need it that. It has apple. to be the apple. And William remembers the code of conducts for the knights and does so. But yeah, they're he has warnings. To be compassionate. Yeah, he does have to be compassionate. He must help the needy. Yep. Uh, but there are warnings about it. Remember, boy. While you are climbing, you must not look down or you will never reach the top. And when you get the apple, do not take a bite of it or both of us will always go hungry. William did not reply. Everybody in this country seemed eager to tell him not only what to do, but how to do it. Yeah, but you better listen. For real! Follow directions. (laughs) I mean... Follow directions, just like Miss Phillips said. William should know enough by now to know that, like... You if someone it. tells you, it's not just because they're being bossy. No. You know? There's a reason. Mm-hmm. And there is a reason. He manages to get get up there. It, he does get tempted to look down and tempted to eat, eat the it. apple. But he doesn't. 
And when he climbs down and gives it to the old man, Mm -hmm. he takes a bite and he is transformed into a young man named Dick. Dick. (laughs) Richard. 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 And it turns out Richard is Calendar's boy. Yep. Everyone's related. he's the father of the little kid that was outside of the forest. (laughs) Yep. And he gives William some information about Alistair, saying that Alistair, uh, let's see, what is... He's looking for a fool to entertain right. him. He's he's grown bored with all of his antics of of turning people, people into, into statues. Lead. Yeah, because he he says that like when he was cursed, that was back when Alistair was doing like you know creative punishments. But now <laughs> all he does is turn people to lead. Yeah, and he's run out of creative ideas, yeah. and and so he now he's even bored with that, and he's looking for a fool mm-hmm. to entertain him. Dick also mentions that there is a dragon guarding the castle. Yep, a dragon that used to be a cat. It was Calendar's cat. cat. Yep. Transformed into a dragon, and he tells William how to defeat the dragon. Yes, which is basically you got to look directly into its eyes. So you're going to see all kinds of like illusions, but you can't let them stop you, and you have to take your dagger and stab the right thigh of the dragon. Very specific Very directions. specific spot. That's the only place that it will allow you to hit it, I right. guess. And then once you do that, the dragon will be under your control. Cool. Cool. Sounds easy. It sounds really easy. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Before William leaves him, he tells him that his son is alive and -hmm. he met him near the forest. And he also mentions that he knows the Silver Knight. And then Dick mentions something about a prophecy. He's like, like, boy, it would come. And and then he's like, oh, never. Couldn't be. And I'm like, why couldn't it be? Why couldn't it be? (laughs) He just climbed the top of that tree. Yeah. And, you know, forgot temptation, like brushed off temptations. And just happened to come back with the silver night. Yeah. Yeah. Why why couldn't it be? I don't know. I mean, I think he's probably the best shot you've got because nobody's been able to break your curse. Chapter 13. William's walking to town. He hears the townspeople talking about how their last hope has been turned to lead. And he's worried (gasps) that it's the silver night. Yeah. And I'm always like, how did the silver night get past you? Guess when he was up in the tree? Yeah, maybe the tree was... And he just ran there? Really, really tall. Maybe. I mean, obviously it was an enchanted type of thing so maybe it was i mean he did say the tree was really tall yeah william arrives at the castle he sees the dragon he uses his binoculars that he brought man thank goodness like how did he know thank goodness (laughs) to uh observe everything Mm -hmm. then he decides to go up against the dragon as he's approaching he uses his recorder again I'm telling you, I don't think I had this intuition at 10 years old to know, like, what would I need today? Well, he plays the battle hymn of the Republic as he's going, which is... I don't even know what that is. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. His truth is marching on. Did you have to do that in band? Glory, glory, hallelujah. I think... No, I don't think it was band. Oh, okay. It's just everybody knows that song. I mean, the tune sounds familiar, but I, I do not know the words. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember the words. Those are the words that they wrote oh, in the book. Okay. <laughs> I okay. just know the tune. Yeah. I know the glory, glory, hallelujah part. Well, when I was reading it and I was reading the words, I had no idea what tune to read them to. I'm mm. like, oh, well, now you know. Them, now I know. <laughs> now you know. Um, so he, he does that as he approaches. He looks straight into the dragon's eyes. And what horrors does he see? I don't remember. A bunch of things on fire, basically. Yeah. And the last one being, the worst one, Mrs. Phillips on fire. Scary. And he gets through it. He plunges his dagger into the dragon's side, and yep. now he controls the dragon. Well, the dragon falls over, but it's not dead. Yeah. There's no blood, even. Uh-uh. And it's actually kind of sad. 
because they talk about like the poor dragon like trying to stand up and not being able to stand up yeah. and i'm just like this is a cat <laughs> it is i'm a just cat. thinking about it being a cat it and being a cat. like why can't it be a cat again <laughs> because it has to be a dragon it has to be a dragon because william tells the dragon basically act like you're not under my control just mm-hmm. act like everything's normal and if anyone approaches the castle don't kill them right because he's hoping the silver knight will come yes so that's that's basically that's basically it so yeah he, that's that's he chapter goes 13 basically knocks on the castle gate and then now we're into chapter 14 mm-hmm. so william's at the castle the guards allow him to enter because he says he's applying for the position of the fool yep and so we, he's taken to see Alistair. Yes, and we finally meet Alistair. Yep. So you want to read the description of yes, him? Yes, of course Which I do. Which sounds just like Medwin. Just like Medwin. <laughs> he found himself face to face with an old man dressed in a silver robe with a hood. They studied each other in silence. Lines creased the man's forehead, and his gray hair lay across the shiny skin of his head in thin, matted strands. His right shoulder twitched constantly as if he were jerking up to swat a fly off his ear. His eyes made William shiver. They darted about, never resting for too long on any one object. They were the eyes of a haunted man who understood that danger could come from any quarter. They missed nothing. <laughs> he seems much more menacing than he does. Medwin did. Medwin, Medwin was more like a cartoon. Clown. Yeah. He, he just felt like a clown, just like a yeah. jester. <laughs> Yeah, I'm he kind of did. I'm a magician. I'm an evil wizard. Yes. <laughs> this guy definitely is more evil. Yeah. For sure. He doesn't have that funny quality. No, he doesn't. Well, so William tells him that his name is Muggins. Muggins. And that he's there to apply for the fool position. Mm-hmm. Alistair orders him to perform. He does some tumbling tricks and his dagger falls out of his pocket. Darn it. His that belt. Dagger? Yeah, Where's his dagger. backpack at this point? I guess it's on him still. But I guess his dagger was in his belt. Does it, it not look weird to Alistair that he's wearing a backpack? That maybe he from took the like backpack a, off before he started tumbling. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm just starting to think like, okay, I don't think William has a British accent. No. Well, does it seem no, weird to Alistair that apparently not because he doesn't say it's anything? Like a foreign boy, and there's a legend about a boy. He probably does. He's probably like. One of those wizards that's just like, I am so powerful, it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> Maybe. This legend will never stop me. So when his dagger falls out, Calendar picks it up and she's like, there's no blood on it. Uh, but then they're like, how did you get past the dragon? Suddenly, they want to know. Yeah. And the guard actually helps him out. Brian, Brian the guard. <laughs> the guard. Well, I don't think we know his name yet, but we learn it later. Yeah. But whatever. So the guard's just like, oh, well, we heard that he wanted to be the fool, and so we let him in the side entrance. That's right. So, so we didn't need to bother with the dragon because yeah. he's here We to know that the guards are really not on Alistair's side. No. I almost called him Medwin. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're we not. We know that they're not no, on Alistair's side. No, no one loves this, this no. fearless leader. No one. Mm-hmm. No. But they confiscate the dra- dagger anyway. Mm-hmm. So now William's kind of panicking because he's like, well, crap. That was like my only weapon. What do I do now? I, yeah, I, have, no, I have nothing to defend myself. Alistair immediately takes William to the place where he keeps all his lead people. His gallery room. No time wasted. No. Show this young boy. Unfortunately, William's dismayed to see that the Silver Knight is amongst them. Mm. These are my pets, the wizard said with an eerie smile. Take a closer look at them, fool. This was the room that William had heard about, the place where the wizard displayed his lead people. William walked slowly around the edges of the room, forcing himself to look into each face. 
He saw old men and children, fearful faces and kind ones, wide staring eyes, arrested in the middle of a plea or a protest or a prayer. The wizard was talking to him, boasting about some of his best prizes, a visiting prince and a wily priest. When William came to the last two figures, he put his hand over his mouth to stifle his scream of horror. It was the silver knight and the son of the apple tree man. So the whispers he had heard on the road were true. His beloved Sir Simon had been defeated again. When the wizard came and stood beside him, William held himself very still. Even in the midst of his despair, he knew he must mask the fear and fury that raged within him. This is my most recent prize, an old enemy who has tried to take my kingdom before. It was rumored that he would return one day with a boy, and so he has. But neither one of them shall bother me again, Alistair crowed. The Silver Knight has been defeated, and in honor of his destruction, I have chosen to wear silver myself. Oh, what an evil man. It's also at this point that uh, William sees the medallion hanging around his neck. Oh, yes, because he, like, gestures yeah. at his robes yeah. that he's wearing. And he's he, for a split second, is like, could I take it right now? Mm-hmm. Can I just reach out and grab, grab it, it right now? Like, what would happen? Yeah. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. I think Alistair notices it, too, that he's, like, looking at You do? At, yeah. Oh, maybe. Um, so the wizard declares that he's going to let William stay, but mm-hmm. that if he does not please him... He's going to get turned to lead. <laughs> Is it each day he wakes up with a, with a threat? Yeah. <laughs> I'll kill you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well done, William. I might kill you in the, the morning. morning. <laughs> That's what I thought of, too. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 15. Over the next few days, William listens to all of Alistair's evil stories about all the evil doings <laughs> that he's done. Does lots of tricks for him. Yes, he does. Realizes that all the guards hate his guts. Yes. The wizards, not Williams. Yeah, no. They're <laughs> all, fine with William. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Muggins. Muggins is fine. Yeah, Muggins is fine. Uh, Alistair is not because everyone hates him. Yes, apparently Alistair has sucked out Calendar's heart and replaced it with a stone. Yeah, and, and that's like, why whoa. she's acting kind of like crazy. Yeah. Because I, I wondered why she was like going along with him, but I guess that's I guess that's why. Yeah, she, well, she hates him, and they actually all pretty much... Like you said, don't don't like him, but they can't defeat him because they keep them separate. He keeps them separated so they can't gang up on him. Right. Also, I mean, he's got that lead thing. It seems like you don't even really have to. Literally, all you have to do is point it at a person and say a word. It's, and then it's, it's not lead. like yeah. you have to try really hard. No. Uh, let's see. Alistair gives William a live demonstration of how the lead coin works. Speaking of that. And after the whole scene, the room is emptied out and William states that he hates Alistair. And oh, this is why I wrote this. William states that he hates Alistair, and I actually love Brian's response to this. Hate has no magic in it, Brian muttered. We need magic to defeat him. I love that part. I was like, oh, that's really cool. You can hate him all you want, kid, but yeah. these people have been living with him for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't, they don't say how many years, but uh, I mean, I once again, I feel like it's got to be a while because Alistair's an old man now, and he was not an old man when he came to the castle. Right. And I, yeah, I don't know how much time has passed, and I'm assuming, well, I guess, I don't even know how time works with, <laughs> with oh, Sir Simon being... Oh, I forgot being... to talk about the time. Holy crap. Can We're I not, ta- Are we there yet to yes. talk about Can the I time? Yes. Ta- no, we are. Okay. Let me talk about this tangent. Okay. It's not really a tangent, because it's important. Yeah. So, when William gets turned small, because he knew it was going to happen, and agreed to it, he will not lose any time in his world. Correct. However, 
Miss Phillips is still losing time. Yes, she is. So what happens to the time between her and William? I don't know. We'll see. I'm so confused. Because now I'm thinking about Sir Simon. So Sir Simon's lost all of his time, right? Because yes. Because he was... Yes. So he when he comes back when to he the comes kingdom... Back, people will have aged and everything. But, okay. like, I'm still hung up on the William thing because it makes literally no sense. So when yeah. William comes back to his regular form, he will have lost no time. But Miss Phillips should have still lost that time yeah. that William was in there. Yeah. So I don't know. is she now in the future? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Or does the time that she loses stops the minute that William gets in there? And that seems to be what does happen, but that makes no sense. No. Well, we'll talk about it more when. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I can't. Honestly, I can't even understand it. That was one thing I was kind of like, I'm just gonna let that slide because I can't figure it out. They should have just made it so that no one loses time. Yeah. But then they needed to have the Silver Knight lose time. So. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Ah. Oh, and I do want to mention. So while they're going on their journey, uh, Mrs. Phillips is back at the castle and sewing like the needle pointing. Yeah, and yeah. bordering. But she's sewing tapestries that involve what they're doing yes. so she can kind of see what's going on which i thought was it's like really the cool cave thing. paintings in the neverending story okay yeah i don't know what that's about because <laughs> that wasn't it's in the in movie, the movie. Was no, it? It, is. it is the second one no in the first movie the first one yeah it's when he goes to see the wolf gamork and he looks at the cave paintings and they're all everything that's been happening to oh him oh my gosh i don't even remember that man we're gonna read that book soon and i guess i need to rewatch the movie <laughs> oh we're gonna do that too yeah well one day william yeah. is in the gallery, looking at the at the lead people, mm-hmm. looking at the silver knight, basically being like, "Man, what, how did you get caught? <laughs> why, why did you do this? How man? did you do this? I need your help! I need your help!" Calendar sneaks up on him, mm-hmm. and she tells him how the knight was caught. Basically, the townspeople gave him away. I mean, I know you're overjoyed that your savior's here, but you gave away your savior. <laughs> yeah, like don't talk about it. Yeah, which I was kind of nervous about when the young kid was like, "Oh, the knight? That's yeah. got to be the silver knight!" Like, shush. Shush, yeah. kid. Yeah, you probably shouldn't yeah. shouldn't say. I'm like, did he walk yeah, down the road with Sir Simon and said, "Hey, the folks were saved." I guess. <laughs> I, I guess you would think that Sir Simon would know enough to be like, "Quiet, Quiet kid." But no. <laughs> no, everyone was talking about it. Everyone knew. Maybe they just knew him by looks. I don't know. But whatever. The townspeople basically warn Alistair that he's coming, and so the second he arrives, he's like, "Lead, <laughs> you're lead." <laughs> yep. William takes a chance and tells Calendar that the boy that's with Simon is her grandson. Mm-hmm. And that's when she tells him a secret. William grabbed her by the arms. What is the secret? How do I defeat Alistair? Her silence seemed to last forever. In the distance, they could hear the clank of an approaching guard. The wizard was coming. It's the necklace first, she muttered. Get the necklace from him and then all you have to do is face the mirror. But nobody has ever defeated the mirror. The mirror? He asked in a hurried whisper. What is the mirror? It looks right through you, she said, talking more to herself now. Shows you all the horrors inside yourself. No way to hide from the mirror. Not even Alistair could hide from that. Or you. So now there's another thing to face. So not only do you have to get the coins, but you got to face the mirror. Yeah, we haven't even heard anything about that until now. So that's just all new stuff. Great. So the wizard arrives, demands that William do tricks right there in front of the lead audience, which actually is very convenient. It is very convenient. (laughs) It works great for our non-plan plan. plan. (laughs) 
there's a lot of stuff that happens here. It's a lot of action. It is. But essentially what happens is um, he does Miss Phillips' special trick where he does the front somersault at the end, manages to get up close to Alistair enough to grab the necklace from his neck and pull mm-hmm. it off. As soon as this happens, though, the wizard orders all the guards to close the door and threatens William with the mirror. Dun, dun, dun. Once again, this mirror is just like the magic mirror in Nevering Story. Really? Because the mirror gate is the one where, like, you look and you see your true self and people go mad. Okay, we're going to have to read this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, well, you can't defeat me because I've got the mirror. It's made priests go mad and it's made great knights go mad or whatever. Basically, he's talking about people of high stature yes. and who realize that they're really terrible, terrible people, people inside. Right. And I can't figure out how big this mirror is. That was the one I problem like I had mirror. with it. I think it's like a hand mirror. Okay. Because he pulls it out of his robes. Right. I'm so like, I think it's it just like a... It fits in his pocket, but... Okay. I think it's just a hand mirror. Okay. But as... What is... Uh, got to find the, like, the actual words that he uses because William remembers something that Miss Phillips told him before he looks into the mirror because he like closes his eyes and then... William thought once more of Miss Phillips, the one person who believed in him. You have inside you the heart and soul of a knight, she had said. And so I guess he's like, well, if Miss Phillips thinks I'm a great person, I must be. (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine what else is going through his head. But he opens his eyes, he looks in the mirror, and he sees himself. Yeah. So just like that, he's fine. Yeah. Well, so he's shown the figure of himself, but... Mm -hmm. He can see that there's a picture of Miss Phillips imprisoned inside his heart. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. So basically, the only thing that's really terrible about William is, is he that he won't was, let her go. Is that he was selfish with her. Yeah. And he's okay. I mean, he's okay to face that. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, because he should he know understands. that. He should know he that. Under- well, he, know, he understands now. So he manages to get close enough to Alistair now to snatch the mirror and turn it on him. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> Alistair's done plenty, I'm sure. Dude, yeah. <laughs> but And it's kind of crazy. Why does Miss Calendar start screaming at this point? Because she starts... I don't know. He says something about the locust, and she starts yelling too? The destroyer! The ravager! And I'm like, does she see the mirror as well? Or... I think she just went crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. But she's the one that ends up she in the chaos. She grabs the token from William and is the one who ends up using it. Yes. She says the word Saturn. Yes. With the lead disc. With the lead disc. That's what makes him lead. Yes. And then she flips it. Yes. And sends him somewhere else. Somewhere. Boop. He's gone. She says words that William does not hear to do this. Correct. So we still don't know what word to use to send him to. <laughs> we do not God know. Knows that. We will never know. Is it our world? Is it going to be in our attic? Just We're like gonna Medwin. See. We're going to see. Medwin. <laughs> oh yeah, Medwin was yeah. I'm convinced they took heavy inspiration from this book. For real. Yeah, so Alistair's gone. Yeah. and He's somewhere. Before anybody could stop him, William raised his arms and smashed the mirror to the floor. So that was chapter 15. Yep. And chapter 15 in the book is the first time that we see the other Janus coin. The whole time up until this, we've been seeing the angry face. And chapter 15 shows the nice face with the the keys. Yeah, the art at the beginning. So chapter 16, there was much rejoicing. Yeah, they have a feast or something. Well, before that, William touches each statue. Apparently, he has the gift of... Well, yeah, because he turned the knight, the silver knight in uh, back to 
human, and so he thought that he could do it. I don't know why he has the gift and Miss Phillips didn't have the gift. I, I don't either. Because he's the boy of the legend? <laughs> yeah, because he's the boy. He's the squire. She's, she's the lady that doth the needle doth and thread. Th- that just stays know. home and sews. <laughs> God. It's prophecy. You know, I guess. she's, I don't know. Women didn't have any real jobs back then. I think she has an important job with her tapestries. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> She'll if you pass say so. them down. Okay. Pass them down. They're small little tapestries. Um, so, yeah, just by his sweet touch, they become flesh, and it's one big old flesh party. Everybody's <laughs> gross, Emma. <laughs> that sounds like a different kind of book altogether. <laughs> well, everybody's, everybody's back and embracing, and hurrah, they're mm-hmm. no longer led. Yep. Um, and at this point, let's see. William introduces Sir Simon back to Calendar, and by doing so, it somehow melts Calendar's I heart. Was, I was just going to ask, because I didn't remember if she got her heart back or not, but cool. See, seeing Sir Simon and her grandson cool. had melted her heart. Did they mention the dragon? Because I forgot th- about the dragon. I don't know, actually. I want to know if the dragon's back to being a cat. I think so. I just Let's just don't pretend have it. that it is. I think so. I just don't have it in my notes. But what I do have because I'm a nerd, um, is that Sir Simon keeps the lead disc. And I love the explanation they gave about it because Saturn and lead are very connected because alchemists were always trying to turn lead into gold. And in astrology, that is what Saturn is about. So turning you to gold through hard lessons and work. Hmm. Because Saturn, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn and it's all about you know, meeting those goals, but it's, it's hard work, a lot of lessons. You're not, you don't get through that process without working hard for it. So I thought that was interesting. No, it is. They'd say lead was associated with Saturn, the god of death and decay, and it was an evil sign. See, which kind of bumps me out, but you know, Western thought is death is horrible, but the underworld is, it's just another transformation process. And that's what lead to gold is. That's what all those lessons are. So well, then, William, so William takes the Janus token with the keys home with him. I guess Sir Simon keeps the small one and the lead one. But William takes the one that's supposed to make things bigger with him. Oh, right, because he's got to use it on. He's got to use it. Got to yeah. use it on but before Lady he leaves, Eleanor. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about her first name. Yeah. Lady Eleanor. It's Lady Eleanor. She's just Miss Phillips. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, they did. The cat. The cat. This is Calendar's cat. You oh, knew bless. him better as the dragon that guarded the castle gates. <gasps> William looked into the animal's eyes and he saw no horrible pictures of fire, only calm, mysterious expressions. Suddenly, the cat mewed. Aww. I think he's hungry, sir, Brian said. <laughs> Yay, the cat. Yay, the cat is fine. I couldn't remember what happened to the cat. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, so there's a big feast. There's more details about things like Sir Simon escaping the forest and why, why there's now food on the table. Like she does, she does a very good job. Yeah. Like we said, of she not ties having, everything up yeah. in a nice bow. The magic the Christmas whole time had thing. <laughs> yeah. But the next morning, Tolliver escort escorts William to the castle, um, to the castle in the attic castle. Uh, William says goodbye to Sir Simon, and oh yeah, I wanted to make note. I absolutely love this line. William began to cry, but he didn't try to hold back the tears. It was right to feel sad, and it was right to show it. That is like, really ah! nice. <laughs> And, you know, for this book being in the 80s, that's a pretty progressive way to think because, you know, in this political climate, we're dealing with a lot of like, you know, men should be able to show their feelings kind of thing. Yes. You know, I mean, I was about to say, and it's very progressive that this is about a boy, not just a child, but that a boy can feel sad about losing something and and it's totally okay to cry about it. 
So oh, I just loved it. It is great. Uh, let's see. So the return journey takes about two days. And when they get to the forest, so Tolliver is supposed to take them all the way back to the castle. But William tells him, no, I want to go. Tolliver's the, the boy. Yeah. He's, we never said his sorry. name before. So sorry. Tolliver is Calendar's, Calendar's grandson. grandson. Yeah, the boy he found at the beginning. Yeah. So Tolliver's supposed to escort him all the way to the castle. But William says, no, I want to go through the forest by myself. And it's no longer cursed. Thank God. Yeah. So he doesn't have to use his recorder. And he just has a nice little jaunt through the through the forest till he gets home to the castle. And so he ends when he gets to the archway and Miss Phillips is waiting for him. Mm-hmm. She has dinner ready for him. Mm, let's see. He tells her everything that the tapestries didn't show. For some odd reason, the tapestry didn't. This is the next chapter. Yeah, chapter 17. Chapter 17. Also, at the beginning of this chapter, there's both discs. Yay! At the beginning. So I kind of feel like it's going to be the resolution and it is it is the last chapter in the book so miss phillips and william have dinner together and they kind of talk about what's happened yep he tells her the whole story dragging out the scary parts and <laughs> glossing over the moments when he'd made a mistake or his courage failed him so uh, there's some some yeah. exaggeration but yeah, you know so it's okay that's fine yeah um she also shows william a lead statue of alistair so, so he did appear there. Yes. It is like Medwin. It is like Medwin. So can we like put him through the garbage disposal? That is not what happens. They should. <laughs> destroy it. He He's going to the bottom of the ocean. That is what's going to happen. That's almost as good. Yeah. I'd say I that's hope, almost as good. I hope. Yeah. I've, I'm trying to figure out whether Who's going to find it in the yeah. ocean? A fish will eat it. And then what happens? Does anything happen? Maybe They the poop fish- it out. <laughs> And maybe then the he's fish, still there. Maybe the fish has the same gift as William, and anything it touches turns doubtful. <laughs> doubtful. I think we're okay. So, so yeah. So Alistair was sent to the real world in the form that Sir Simon took, and William cannot touch him because nope. he would surely come back to flesh. But what power does Alistair even have anymore? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have any of the discs. No. So, and as far as we know, I guess he'd he, just be really annoying. He didn't just have innate magic. He just had magic items. Right. And made potions, but... He's got nothing. Yeah, he's got nothing. You Either nothing, way, Alistair. Yeah. Either way, Miss Phillips is like, no, you're not going to touch him. Uh, let's see. Miss Phillips and William spend one last night in the castle, and William promises that the next day he will let mrs phillips go i kind of hoped at this point that she would change her mind and stay oh but she has she to. doesn't no, i mean she, she has, has to leave him for to him leave. to like you know grow up he needs to he needs to not, grow i don't up. mean that in a mean way i mean no. that it's like he needs to learn i mean he kind of already has but he has a lot yeah but but it would be stupid for her to just be like psych i'm staying <laughs> so yeah <laughs> all no. of this trouble and making you fret and i'm staying uh so they use the janice key the Janice coin with the keys on it mm-hmm. to restore their size and they yep. just head downstairs and that is when we don't know time has time passed no no no, no not for William but more time should have passed for, for Mrs. Phillips, Mrs. Phillips. Because, not just regular world time yeah because yeah. they spent like William spent at least a week in Sir Simon's realm so another week should have passed for her. Yeah. But, but when she comes back, she's there at the exact same moment that William is. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I don't know how she would have explained it for her to be like, like that he makes her big size and then she, boop, gone because she's That's already in England. That's how it should be. That's how but, it should be. But he has to have the moment where he lets her go. But that's unrealistic. <laughs> I know. It I is. don't like it. it. He should have come back to size and she would be gone. 
Yeah. And then he'd explain, call her on the phone, <laughs> or just explain to himself, like, yeah. And also, that would have they would have wouldn't have had their stupid touching moment. But they but, need that, yeah. No, I don't think they do. Yes, they do. I think he could come back, see that he's by himself, freak out for a minute, and then be like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> no, because no, they could have had a touching moment beforehand. They could have, maybe in the castle. I'm just saying. No, if they would have had that touching moment in the castle, then I would have been fine with that. But I do think it's very important that you see. That he hugs her, and he pulls away first. They should have done that before they got big. And then she shouldn't have been there because time. <laughs> because the rules of time travel. That's right. Or whatever. Magic world travel. <laughs> Poor old fantasy. Come on now. If you're going to make that rule. You got to stick to it. That's right. I agree. So Mrs. Phillips is big. They're both big. Yep. Um, Mrs. Phillips takes the Alistair statue and the Janus coin. That makes things big. And decides that she's going to plop them over the side of the boat as she's going to England. So she's going to drop Alistair. Well, I guess you need the... No, you need... You Why need is she riding a boat? They don't have planes. I don't know. <laughs> a boat would maybe, take a long time. Maybe... Well, she's old-fashioned. Oh, whatever. This is the <laughs> she 80s. Likes they the had boat. planes. She likes the boat. Come on. Uh, but I guess there's no way... I'm thinking, like, is there a loophole where if you drop the big... And it faces cool. him. Yeah. But, but he'd you have still to be say led. it. Yeah. He'd, and you'd still have to say have the, the word. And yeah. so, yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. it's fine. Everything's fine. Unless it falls out of her pocket and a little kid finds it on and the boat. And just knows the word. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. I think we're okay. Uh, let's see. So, well, before she leaves, they go outside. And as they're waiting for the bus, William shows her his gymnastic routine. And he does He's it He's finally perfectly. got it. But He's that's because she's it. there. So No, but she doesn't spot him. It's true. She doesn't help him at all. He's done it without her spotting him before. Yeah, but uh, let's see. He hugs goodbye and pulls away first because he is truly ready to say goodbye. And And after waving the bus out of sight, he goes back inside and sees a note from his dad saying that tonight they will be cooking chicken with cashew nuts. The end. Yep. So dad's going to take the place of Miss Phillips. Yeah. Well, not fully, but he's going to be more present. Yes. Which is good for the whole family, yeah. which I think she mentioned at the beginning, too. Like, it's not just for him. Like, his parents need to step up, too. And they are. At least unlike I'll other dads we've played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, mom's still doing something else. but Well, she, at least she's involved in the school committee, so she's involved okay, with the life whatever. in some way. Who cares? Right? Yeah, who cares? All right, so what did you, what did you think about this? I book? really enjoyed it. It was a nice story. Good. Just, just a nice heartwarming tale. Nothing too complicated about it. Mm-hmm. Just fun, fanciful, whatever. Not too many loopholes. Just one. Just, just that time. one time loophole that bugged me, and that was it. Nothing else that I was confused about her. She's she's a very good writer. She's a very good writer. I kind of wish she wrote more fantasy because I don't know if I could handle the no. I don't want to. I don't want to read stuff about child, child labor. labor and, no thanks. No. I'm already dreading the next book. <laughs> oh wait. Well, before before we get into that, I want to talk about my. My yes. thoughts on the book. Please do. So, uh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to love it this much. Like I said, I can't remember many of the books that I read. I, I remember liking it, but I think I liked it for different reasons when I was younger. I liked it because of the fan, like the fantasy elements. Yeah, but less about the heartwarming. Yes, like, and this one I'm like, yeah. I love it for the realistic human elements yeah. of it. Um, I mean, I cried a couple of times while reading this. There I were didn't. some detailed parts that I kind of felt like dragged on, but... Yeah, I mean, she goes into a lot of detail that's not necessary. Yeah. Like, his entire relationship stuff. with his friend Jason oh, was yeah, just Jason. pointless. Yeah. Like, he offered nothing. Yeah. 
Most of it, I mean, I guess the only thing with his parents is just that, you know, at the end we know he's going to be okay because his dad loves him and cares about him. But yeah. The whole, like, moat thing offered Not, nothing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it really did, didn't add to the story. Um, so it holds up? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It holds up in a way that I didn't, like, I just, you know, I thought it was just going to be fun. Like, the Magic Christmas. Oh, this is fun. But, but I'm you like, cried. Oh, my God. This is, I'm like, every child in America should read this book. This was... I mean, it's beautiful. It is a really good book. Unfortunately, I don't know. Like, I don't think I held on to, maybe I did on a subconscious level, and that's why I liked it. But I don't remember thinking about this book like, oh, my gosh, these important lessons and la, la, la. Yeah, I bet you kids probably don't think about that kind of stuff when they're reading. But you're right. There there might be a subconscious level there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you you realize it's important to let things go, and you realize it's important to allow yourself to show emotion. That's you right. Know. But, you know, I don't know that a kid is going to read this. And, and to trust yourself. Yeah. and I don't think the kid is getting the lesson from that. But who knows? Maybe, Maybe they are. Maybe. It's been a long time since I've been 10. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me I don't too. know how 10-year-old me would feel about it. Yeah. But it was a fun story to read now. I have a heart of lead, so I didn't uh, cry. But I enjoyed it all the same. You didn't cry at all. No tear. No. None. Dude. Not even about the cat. Not even about the cat. Okay. The cat upset me. (laughs) But I didn't cry. But that's the most emotion I felt. (laughs) When they described the the dragon cat trying to stand up and not being able to stand. I was like, help that poor creature. (laughs) Like, definitely animals struggling gets me more than anything else. Well, I don't know if there are any struggling animals in our next book. Dude, I can't believe <laughs> so you're making sorry. me read this. I'm so sorry. I ordered this, and when I and you're like Ugh. when I saw it and I read the description, I was like, oh my, my god. god. It's like summer reading all over again. <laughs> it's like school assignment reading. Why it are you could, doing this to us? It could have very well been a why? school assignment. But why, Emma? Because it's one of the books that I like. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> I'm going to try to go into it with an open mind. <laughs> I'll apologize in advance if it is absolutely horrible. Hey, I made you, made you read Broken Hearts, so... <laughs> Could it be worse than that? Quite possibly. I mean, I don't think it's going to be written poorly. It's a lot shorter. I don't think it's going to be written poorly. I think it's going to be heavy. I think it's going to be... Ugh, I know. This is not the I kind know. of stuff I like to read. I know. I won't, I won't make you answer questions for it. Give us hand, some details. So the next book is going to be Blue Willow by Doris Gates. Ugh. <laughs> Janie Larkin can't remember when she's lived in the same place for more than a year. Her family has to keep moving so that her father can find work, but Janie longs for a real home and the chance to make friends. When mom gets sick and the Larkins don't have rent money, Janie offers to pay the rent with her beloved treasure, the beautiful blue willow plate that once belonged to her great-great-grandmother. Losing the plate seems like the end of the world to Janie, but it's really the beginning of something wonderful. Yet again, a book about sacrifice. (laughs) Selflessness. Starting to to see some, uh, some trends. Well, look, I felt like I had to step away from the fantasy type of things. You never have to. <laughs> uh, like, I read more things than fantasy. I mean, me too. Me too. So. so uh, okay. I'm sorry. Listen, um, I'm ready. I'm going to be a well, trooper. And I'm I'll ready do, to do and it. And I'll tell you again. I'll tell you too. Uh, I really like the Little House on the Prairie books. So those, those will probably come up as well. I'm ready. Well, uh, hey, start. I like Dana Green Gables. That's kind of the. Oh, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Maybe you'll be okay. Maybe you'll be okay with this stuff. 
No. We'll I don't know. Is this we'll character as, as fun and feisty as Anne? I can't remember. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. Next time. See you then. Bye, guys. Bye. To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com.